Okay, we are back. We had to take a little break, but we made it through. So let's carry on the conversation. And we were talking about the young girl in Cabo, Mexico, who unfortunately lost her life. She was with some so-called friends and tragedy struck. But let me rewind back to the story about the bully. So the girl was a bully. She found out about the boy liking me. She ended up finding out, finding out who I was hanging with. And she had these particular two young girls at the time set me up. And they, you know, set it up to where one day they were like, hey, come with us to, you know, the store, but, 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 and okay, you know, at that moment, I'm like, all right, cool. So this particular day, we go to the store. They're playing like everything's cool, everything's fine. So we get to the store, um, the girl and the girls that she hung with popped up. So in that moment, one or two things happens. It's either you're going into fight or flight mode. <laughs> And even though I was a quiet person, I didn't start trouble. That didn't mean that if I feel like I'm being threatened or somebody is going to try to attack me or harm me, I'm going into automatic fight mode. So that's what happened. <laughs> I went into fight mode and, you know, she approaches me and she's like, oh, you talking to so-and-so and what, what, what and all this other shit, right? <laughs> so... I say to her, I'm not talking to anyone. Who are you talking about? You know what I mean? And she's like saying the boy's name. But I was like, first of all, I was told he liked me. I didn't know that you and him had anything going on. You know what I mean? And she's like, oh, well, that's not what I heard. I'm like, well, I don't know what you heard, but I'm telling you what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to back down from a bully because if I would have backed down from this bully, it would have continued on. You get what I'm saying? So moving forward, it's back and forth, you know, whatever, whatever. And then it goes into now you're threatening to try to put your hands on me. That's not what's going to happen here. You get what I'm saying? So we end up outside and it's a public parking lot. And people around now, when you fighting in the hood and things are going on, a lot of people ain't going to intercede. And we look at the shit that happens on social media today, how a lot of these young people be out here fighting. People glorify that. People take liking to that. And it's so sad to see adults who are very mentally immature taking heave to that instead of breaking that shit up. Right. So anyways, we get outside and we start fighting. I fought her because you are not going to just put your hands on me, you know? So we're fighting, whatever. Nobody's not doing anything at first. And I'm so grateful that I had put uh, Vaseline on. I don't know. Something told me to put on Vaseline that day. And I put on the Vaseline, not knowing I was going to be fighting somebody, right? And she was all oiled up too. Now, mind you, she was a very dark-skinned young girl, so she was looking mad greasy like a piece of chicken. I'm just saying. 
had to make a little joke in there. But, um, you know, we fought, you know, she got some licks off me. I got some licks off of her, but you know what? We survived to see another day. And I want to pause for a minute and send this message to the younger people, because this is what you guys don't know how to do anymore. You don't know how to square up and have a fight if that's what it needs to come to. And I'm not condoning violence, but if you got a fight, use your hands. Y'all turn to weapons. Y'all turn to guns and knives and y'all automatically want to kill people. It doesn't always got to end in taking somebody's life. Learn how to square up. Settle your differences with your words. I would prefer that. You get what I'm saying? But if you had to square up, knuckle if you buck right, use your hands. Don't go letting the first thing you pick up is a gun and you want to shoot somebody. You want to stab somebody. Come on, man. We've had way too much youth violence and too many people live in the middle of cities and communities where there's daily violence. And some people have become so desensitized to it. And that's the sad part. We should never be desensitized to violence and when innocent lives are being taken every day, we should never think it's okay for our kids to just be out here fighting each other for no reason and not teaching them better ways of resolving their issues. It shouldn't be like that. But it is like that. And we're not going to put all the blames on parents. We're not going to put all the blames on children. We're going to say as a whole entire community between parents and children and, and other people, leaders, just community. We got to teach these young people better how to resolve their issues. So I, I hope that hits somebody. I hope that really sits with somebody who listens into this podcast conversation today. But I'm going to get back into this story right quick. So I fought the girl. You know what I mean? Even though she was dark skinned, I'm light skinned. You could still see the marks that I put on her. You know what I mean? And, you know, my mom was very upset when she found out about what happened. And we ended up going to the girl's house or whatever. You know, my mom and them were straight hood. So they was like, yo, get the bat, you know, get the blade. And I'm like looking at my mom, my aunt and my godmother at the time, like, what are y'all doing? They're like, nah, she want to be putting hands and da, da, da. we're going to this girl's house. She want to fight your boy, boy, boy and da, da, da. So we go to the girl's house and it was calm. It literally was calm. And in that moment, you know, she explained her reasoning. She apologized. And then she told me what had happened. See, I didn't know at first these girls set me up until she told me. She said, they set you up. You know, we told them to set you up and whatever, whatever. So, you know, she dropped names because my mom and them was like, who set her up? So then my mom was like, we're going to their house next. So then it became they flipped it and lied and all of this other stuff. So let me tell you how karma works, baby. Karma came back for that ass. Okay. Because the same two girls that set me up, 
those same girls turned on them and then wanted me to set them up. And I said, no, because I'm not going to be a part of that karma. But it played out on its own anyways, where now one of the girls wanted my protection. She wanted me to walk her home every day. She was scared to go to the school bus stop and all of these different things. We had to meet her and these girls end up following her one day to my house. And, you know, I had to ward them off her ass. I shouldn't have, but I did. You know what I mean? And even my aunt said it. My aunt was like, you should have let them whoop her ass. And I said, nah, auntie, I'm not going to do that. But eventually the karma's still going to come for her because what you did to me was wrong. You set me up and I was an innocent party in the midst of a situation that was dumb and stupid. But, you know, we were young and dumb. And you know how that go. But the karma came back around for both of them. So there wasn't much I had to do. <laughs> but the point of it is, I stood up to my bully. And you should never allow anybody to bully you. And after that, me and her became cool. It was just crazy how <laughs> we ended up being really cool and people were like shocked at us being cool and nobody could understand like how did we go from having a fight to being cool and um you know when we started seeing each other it was like hey what's up you know what I mean? And then later on in life, when I met my, you know, baby daddy, <laughs> she knew my baby daddy. And um, yeah, it, it, it just ended up being that reverse cycle. And, you know, the point of it is, is just saying, hey, sometimes your bully may end up becoming the best of friends with you. You know what I mean? Um, you may end up teaching them something. You know what I mean? And she learned a very valuable lesson in there. And she said, I never forget, she said to me, she said, you're a very beautiful girl. You're very pretty. So I understand why he liked you. She said, and she said, I can honestly say I'm a little bit jealous of you. For me at that time, it's like jealousy was what it was. But having a deeper wisdom on it now, it's like I can respect somebody telling me to my face that they feel a type of way about me and knowing that it ain't even about me because I turned to her and I said to her, why are you jealous of me? I said, you're a beautiful, dark-skinned person too. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't think you're ugly because you're darker than me. And there were plenty of guys that liked her too. But again, she had a lot of masculine energy. Like she was like a whole dude in these streets. <laughs> And that could have been a little bit of a turnoff for most men. Um, but things and times were different back then. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm some old ass lady, but I am, you know, in my 40s and I, you know, love it, embrace it and appreciate it. But at that time, you know, teens, 20s, you know, when you're like a 70s, 80s baby, it was very different in those times. But um I really hope that someone got some inspiration out of me sharing my own personal story about bullying and knowing who your friends are 
being mindful of that. Um, it's just unfortunate that a lot of these young girls, uh, when I think back to storylines over the last between five and eight years, how it was at the hand of people they thought were their friends. Um, even when we think about, I was thinking about it, the girl, uh, what was her name? Sh was it Shanika? I might be wrong with the name. I apologize. Um, peace and blessings to her as an ancestor, but even that storyline where they had the party and they were showing her drunk in the hallway of the hotel and supposedly this hotel was known for like taking body parts and then they thought the mother had a part in it and all of these different things happened there. But there's so many storylines like this where you think people are your friends and they literally are set up to harm you. All because of jealousy and envy. But the question becomes, where is that coming from? Within yourself, because there's something in you that would make you jealous and envious of another person. Something's going on within yourself. Whether it's a lack or whether it's coming from your own trauma. Could it be rejection? Could it be you're looking at her lifestyle and you're looking at comparing it to your lifestyle? Like we really got to get to the root of jealousy and envy, why it comes out of people towards people. And not that it's always about you, the person. It's about the things you have. It could be your lifestyle. It could be your attitude. It could be just because the way you are as a person, because people like you, people love you. It could be just all of those different things. But we got to get that out of our system and stop being jealous and envious of each other. For what? We don't need to do that. You got adults that are like that. I had a lot of past friendships, whether they were real or not, where you know, the jealousy and envy was there. The inner hate was there. Hell, there was moments when I was jealous or in, a little envious of somebody, but I dealt with that. You know what I mean? I examined that. And I know a lot of people don't have that strength to do that and understand some people are even jealous or envious of your own superpower. <laughs> you understand me? Some people can be jealous and envious just because you know how to be positive, just because you know how to problem solve or deal with resolutions, or just because you don't hold on to shit like they hold on to shit, or because you are able to stand in your truth and speak your truth and they don't know how to. It could be things like that. Your spirituality. There are people who hate on that. What do you think about that right there? People being spiritually jealous of you. Come on here. What are we really doing? But it's sad. You know, I've been on girls trips. <laughs> Woo! With so-called adult women. And that shit went left. But the lesson in it for me was, these are not really, these are not your friends. And the person that you would think out of a group of them was really rocking with you goes to show you 
they probably had a little bit of jealous or envy of you. I never forget, you know, when I went to Mexico. And I've shared my story about it. You know what I mean? I went to Mexico and, you know, I, not to say overall I didn't enjoy the, the overall experience of the things I haven't seen before. But to know that I trusted the person who invited me on that trip and the way things were hand, mishandled, it was just like, you know what? This ain't even about me. This is really revealing to me that you had some hidden jealousy or envy in you. And it's okay, baby. Me and you ain't even on the same level. But you know, I didn't have no hate in my heart. I didn't have none of that towards that person. I didn't have no malicious, no nothing. I just dealt with me because I'm in control of me. I wasn't in control of the other person. And I just left it alone because all that was revealed to me was that she still had to do her shadow work. She still had things with her she needed to work on. So none of that shit was about me. Nothing that went on in that trip was about me, but it was I was the one being used to see the shit. You see what I'm saying? That's why they say trust your intuition. And if you feel funny about some shit or you feel sideways about some shit, don't overlook that. And even if it's a misunderstanding, you know, if you feel led to have the conversation, you can. But if you do say something and the other person feels like, oh, it's just you, you're tripping, nah, boo, something's off with your spirit, something's off with their spirit, and I'm good. So we got to pay attention to that. Pay attention to the people that aren't aligned with who you are and where your path is. Pay attention to the people you need to let go of and the people that sometimes God is removing. We like to hold on too tight to people and relationships and not let go. Everything has a time and a season in your life. You got to be willing to let that go. I heard a message last night. And this sister was saying, you know, um, why do people be crying when people pass away? And she was like, when at some point somebody's going to get removed from your life, you got to be able to move on. Now, that's for her because everyone doesn't process like that. Everyone deals with grief differently. That's not everybody's mindset. But I understood where she was coming from. I understood the point she was making. You get what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you got to pay attention and you got to look at the people that come into your life. Sometimes they need to go. And like I said in the beginning, don't ignore red flags. Don't ignore shit that makes you feel uncomfortable. And it's really sad that those individuals literally told a lie to that girl's family and didn't want to take accountability for the shit that they did. And if it was 24 hours after they arrived at that resort, then that goes to tell you that shit was plotted and planned. They planned to do something to that girl. It was intentional. Because how was it 24 hours you arrive at a resort and boom, we're in a fight for what? 
it was planned. It was plotted. So that goes to tell you there was some shit going on before they got to Cabo. There was some shit there. Now, I haven't read into the whole story, but you know, eventually I will. But it's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. And, you know, just hope that, you know, the family gets the peace, the justice and, you know, whatever they need there. And, you know, may the ancestors look over her. But pay attention to your circles. Pay attention to who you bring into your life. Pay attention to the company you keep. Really pay attention to that, especially in these times and days we living in. Man, people ain't always who you think they are. People got a lot of fucking issues with them, man. And they're not getting the help they need. They're not letting you know who they really are. Some people's shit is intentionally set to harm you. And you have a right to protect yourself. And you also have a right to back the hell up. Like for me, I can literally count on one hand today how many people are close to me. And I mean close to me. (laughs) It ain't that many. Because after every lesson I learned, every bridge I had to burn, every person that was removed from my life, every disconnection, every fake friend, every, every person, every season, I have gratitude for seeing them for who they were and understanding that a lot of the shit that happened wasn't even about me. It was the shit that was going on with them. And sometimes your spirit can fizzle up other people's spirit. When you know you functioning in in a good, peaceful way and other people's shit is, is off, you disrupt that. They say unpeaceful spirits can't rest in the midst of peaceful spirits. It won't happen. <laughs> so if somebody got some fuck shit that they they coming with and your shit is calm, cool, collective energy, it's going to fizzle all that out. You know, I'm all for peace, but I know war too. There's moments where I'd be like, ancestors, I need you to whoop ass today. See, I've learned, I've learned that all that kumbaya. Nah, we're not doing that all the time. Because if you're going to tell me, you know, when I was, you know, in the church and they used to say that scripture all the time, oh, you know, the kingdom suffered, you know, in violence and took it by force. And I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) Then that tells me that um, there are moments where. You got to wage war on somebody's ass. There's moments where you got to whoop ass. You got to call your ancestors to whoop ass. You got to confront people. You got to put people in their place. You got to make people understand, don't fuck with me. Don't play with me. I'm not for play play. Sometimes you got to remind people of that. Because some people will look at you and be like, oh, you're so sweet. You're so passionate. Oh, my God, you're so loving. I love you. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm all of that. But if you move wrong, (laughs) you don't want this smoke, baby. You don't want this fire on your ass. So sometimes it got to be like that. 
But the overall to this message is be mindful to the company you keep. Be mindful of people who say they are your friend. Pay attention to that. And it just might save your life and somebody else's. So in closing, you know, like I said, we ain't here for a long time, but we're here for an inspired time. Take care of your mental wellness, your spiritual wellness, your emotional wellness. Make sure you are being productive about you and the things that you need. If you need help, get help. You need support, find it. Whatever that looks like for you. It may not be a therapist because I know a lot of people say they don't like therapy. They don't want to, you know, they don't like therapists, but there are different forms of therapy. I know people who say coaching works for them. They feel like their coach is a therapist all in one. And there are some coaches who do everything all in one. They do therapy and coaching. Those are two different styles, but they provide both. And then you have some people who can just intertwine a little bit of therapeutic piece into their coaching work. That's how I function. So whatever support you need, I encourage you to find it and get it. Find somebody if you need somebody to talk to that you can trust. Make sure, you know, if you're looking for support groups or something like that, make sure they are healthy spaces that you go into. Whoever and whatever you use and turn to, just make sure you are being productive about the things about you. Because when we overlook us, sometimes it ends up like some of the things we're seeing right now. Deal with your mental health. Deal with your emotional, your spiritual, and your physical. (laughs) I'm not going to leave that off the list. All of it works together. So I appreciate you all for listening, rocking with me today. Thank you for uh, still staying locked and loaded, even when we had to take a a little lengthy break in between, but it's all good. (laughs) So until next time, you know, stay inspired, stay peaceful, stay loving, be you, stay true to you, be that light that shines above all darkness. Make sure you are still dealing with your darkness, though. (laughs) And on that note, unfiltered conversations, peace.